matter what is going on, breakups, family passing away, coronaviruses stopping the world pretty much, no sports, depression with being in the quarantine and staying in your house, locked away, nothing to do anywhere else, stores closed early, some stores not even open, establishments not even open. Depending on where you are, you can't even buy things that you want because they're not available. Life is crazy right now, but there's one thing that as long as there's two people alive that there will always be, and that's conversation, that's somebody to talk to, that's somebody to share life with. And Edge of URC podcast definitely promotes that every day, all day. On episode 70 right now, we have a former colleague, good friend of mine, Scott Anderson, works for Shaw Media, where I was formerly employed by I just say local newspaper because I really didn't work for Shaw except for a month. They bought out the News Tribune and all the other newspapers in the area. I worked for the News Tribune. It's Shaw Media now. Two totally different things. But great guy Scott is. Awesome to have him on. We talked about his love for photography, his favorite photos, all that awesomeness that he's been involved with. Great guy. Has a family doing it up, trying to raise some cool kids. It was a pleasure speaking with him, no doubt about that. So that is on this episode. Real quick with the plugs, I am your host, Brandon Lachance. Intro, outro beat is my good friend, Brian Cavelli. We met at SIU, still keep in contact as much as possible. He also has a family doing his thing up in the burbs. That's my dude. Also, don't know where you heard us. But if you would like to share, tell other people, hey, you got to check out Edge of URC podcast. Listen to them on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, and Google Music. Social media-wise, you can find us on Facebook, Edge of URC podcast, and Twitter, Edge of URC P. Please like, review, friend, share, all that awesomeness. We really appreciate it, the love and support. Thank you. If there's anything that you would like to address to Edge of Your Seat Podcast, questions, suggestions, anything under the sun, hit us up at edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. We will reply to all emails. Some things I want to talk about real quick before we get to Scott Anderson, photographer for Shaw Media. I just want to talk some music. I have been jamming out a lot lately, as much as possible. I've been taking some crazy long walks all over the place. Cold, warmer weather, whatever. Just trying to get out as much as possible. And I've been going late night. They say social distancing. There's nobody out at 11, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. So I've been going late night, walking like 3, 4 miles just about every day. Or trying to do every day. So I went back old school for a little bit. Joel Santana and Lil Wayne in the early 2000s were my favorites. Actually, Lil Wayne's probably still my favorite. I can map out my entire life to Lil Wayne's discography. But When the North and South Collide Unloaded came out in 2007. It's a mixtape. Blew my mind, and it still does to this day. I went back, listened to every track. I mean, it's 2007 music. It's not the mumbling and all that other good, not good at all stuff. <laughs> Not good music that we hear now. I love that mixtape, Bonafide Hustler. Still on playlists that I listen to all the time. A track that I've been playing 
quite consistently, it will be on my 2020 most playlist on Spotify. It will be on that list. It's Shake the Room by Pop Smoke and Quavo. I really don't like the Migos, Offset, Quavo. I really don't like them. But for some odd reason in this song, I do. Pop Smoke, I just like his voice. I like his, his demeanor and how he is. And the beats that he gets on fit him perfectly. Not like a great lyrical song, but just walking and just jamming out, it's perfect. A song that is lyrical, Believe It, by Party Next Door and Rihanna. I mean, if you're going through any kind of relationship-ish, definitely a track that you should catch, listen to, repeat, replay all the time. I think I'm going to do that more often since I listen to so much music. Each podcast, give a couple songs or album. I will try to do that each podcast. We'll see what goes on in the future. Also, in this chat with Scott, we were talking about Daniela Pavlovich when we were mentioning athletes that we'll always remember. The first time I said Popovich, I guess I think she's related to the Spurs coach, Greg Popovich, <laughs> but she's not. The second time I say her name, I kind of like stumbled or stuttered. I don't know why. I know Daniela Pavlovich pretty well. Talk to her every time I see her. So I don't know why I did that twice. Daniela, sorry I messed up your name. You're still awesome. Very awesome. When I was talking to Nick Duranik in episode 69, we were talking about the NCAA allowing athletes to have another, I guess, season of eligibility. We were talking about this and associated it with the basketball players and winter sports. Unfortunately for the basketball players, and that means the University of Illinois team that was going to get to the tournament, March Madness NCAA tournament, and probably do some damage. I'm hoping they would have done some damage. We will not know about those seniors because they do not get the opportunity to come back and play. However, baseball players, track athletes, softball players, anything going on in the spring, they will have another season of eligibility. Had to do a little more research. Thank you, Pat Beals, for bringing that up to my attention. And the Hall Golf Team is having a fundraiser at Rips in Ladd. If you don't know about Rips, you better get yourself to Ladd. Get out to Rips, have some great chicken, support the Hall Golf Team, some awesome kids on that team. Mason Kimberly, the Red Devils coach, is a very cool dude that is all about his golf. The tickets are $9, and it will be a quarter of light or dark or chicken strips. Definitely worth the dollar value. If you're from the area, or if you've been around here, even just for a little bit, you know about Rip's Chicken. And that is April 15th and April 16th from 5 to 8. Please call and order your curbside pickup, because again, there is no dining currently with this coronavirus, COVID-19, shutting down doors. Well... That is all for me in the intro on episode 70. It is Wednesday. We will be back on Friday with another episode 71. Just keeping them rolling. The schedule has been going pretty smoothly. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That's what we're going to keep hitting you with. Thank you for listening. Please keep coming back. Please share, like, follow, review on social media. Appreciate the support and love. With that said, we'll be back soon. Peace. 
So we are in a crazy time. Everybody knows that we got some coronavirus, COVID-19 going on. But the one thing that is lightening up a little bit is the weather. It is pretty beautiful outside. And my friend, my former co-worker, colleague, Scott Anderson is enjoying the weather. How's it going, Scott? Good. How you doing, Brandon? Doing well. So I hear you're sitting outside enjoying some rays. Yeah, sitting in my driveway, sun, sunshine on my face. It feels pretty good. It's awesome because this has not been going on for very long. It's been pretty cold. Yeah, I know. It's, it's actually pretty nice out right now, so it's not too bad. There's not enough wind, so it looks good. Definitely. The reason yeah. I bring up weather to start this conversation with you is although you were a photographer with local paper that I worked at, you were pretty much also the weatherman, too. You would always send us text messages or let us know what the weather was going to be like for that week. Yeah, I enjoy uh, watching the storms, I enjoy chasing the storms sometimes, and I enjoy uh, looking at extended forecasts. Pretty neat thing to science, and I love it. So. Was that something you were always interested in? I actually got my start as a photographer with the uh, Utica tornado when it happened in 2004. At the aftermath of the tornado, I started taking uh, hundreds and hundreds of pictures of the aftermath, and you wouldn't have believed all the media outlets that were present that day. There was probably over 100 media outlets the day after it happened, and I just started taking photos and ended up uh, actually having a few photos on the Weather Channel. The paper hired me, and here I am. Not a bad little story, how you get into the business. Yeah. thanks, yeah. Do you want to know how I got into writing? Yeah, how's that? So I was probably, this is 1992, so I was like seven. Yeah, I was seven. Oh, okay. A local video store had a contest for writing a letter to Santa, and whoever wrote the oh. best letter to Santa won a Super Nintendo. That's how old I am. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I won the contest and won a Super Nintendo by writing a letter to Santa, and I've been a writer ever since. That's outstanding. That's great. Good story. <laughs> well, that's how we both got into the business. But yeah, we met through working in media, doing some newspaper stuff. We've worked a lot of assignments together, my friend. Yes, we have. That's for sure. We did a lot of uh, a lot of golf meets and a lot of basketball games, and you name it. We've probably been there. You and other photographers can attest. I am the best golf cart driver ever. <laughs> Oh, you know it. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> I may or may not have almost thrown people out before, but you know what? Yeah. <laughs> I almost ended up in the drink a few times. <laughs> <laughs> well, now with the uh, everything going on with, you know, the corona, quarantines, things of that nature, what are you really doing now with, you know, what are you shooting now that the world is kind of, I guess, on pause? Yeah, uh, I've actually been doing a lot of feature parades. I've been doing a lot of uh, birthday parties. Those have been really neat to see. It's just very moving and heartwarming and very touching to see that. And it's great that these teachers can do all that for these kids. been doing a lot of that lately. been doing a lot of uh, stuff outdoors because there's really, you really can't go into any businesses because they'll, they'll turn you down or they don't allow, you know, media that type inside because of the, everything's going on. So it's tough. But I'm hanging in there and doing what I can, so. What are some kind of things that, you know, maybe we haven't seen in the paper or, you know, we haven't seen on Facebook or something? Maybe some a couple of images that you could describe that you've seen that kind of led those heartwarming moments. This started actually a little after the election. I don't remember that, but that's when I started cracking down. And I remember a dentist coming in to an election booth with it wearing a mask and gloves and everything. And that was, the catch that was right place, right time kind of moment because that was pretty... Uh, scary yet uh, 
yes, I opened an eye opener for me at the time. You know, to have that to take that photo. Have you seen anything like you know heartwarming between people, or maybe even kind of weird between people with the social distancing and stuff like that that you caught on camera? Definitely, yeah, for sure. Uh, I just did a photo yesterday of uh, you guys. You probably remember track runner uh, Corey uh, in Ottawa. I remember his last name now. Shot him going past in front of uh, OSF yesterday in uh, St. Elizabeth in Ottawa, and it was incredible. And all the nurses and doctors were outside, and they were standing six to eight feet apart, and they were cheering him on and wearing masks. And it was a special moment to see. It was very heartwarming. And uh, there was also uh, these teacher parades, these kids that hold up these signs are just it's unbelievable. Like it's the one I just shot just uh, last week was uh, Depew. And uh, I was over at Depew, and these kids were holding up a sign that said coronavirus stinks with skunks on the side of it. So it was kind of neat. So what you were talking about at the hospital, that had to be a little bit of all kind of emotion all at the same time. You had people trying to get together and, you know, celebrate, honor, and then you have the weirdness of kind of the times that we're in right now. Yeah, it was, it was something that I'll never forget, that's for sure. So on a happier note, since we did work together for quite a while, I know you had a couple different stints with the paper. What years were your stints? I was hired on in 2004 after the tornado as a freelancer. And I did that throughout college, actually high school and college. After that, I actually moved to St. Louis for a few years, and then I was hired back in 2013. I've been with the paper since 2013, so current. And uh, I've been doing a lot, a lot of different things. You name it, I've probably about done it. So, <laughs> so many things I've photographed, it's hard to keep track of what. But. We were together from 13 when you were hired until... I left in October of 19, and then I left the year prior. I left for like two months. So we worked together probably about about seven years. Yeah, at least. Yeah. Yeah, that's a long time. Oh, it is, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. A good run. Yeah. It still is, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So throughout that time, I mean, you've covered a lot of different things. We'll stick with sports right now. What are some, I guess, people or moments that you remember in the sports world that you caught on camera? I remember a lot of the reaction. Oh, there's, geez, there's a lot of sectionals, regionals. He was uh, state, LP of state for volleyball. Oh, I went to LP, so, I, you know, LP is my team, but I mean, I, I root for them all. I, I love every, every team, and there's so many great athletes out there. <laughs> it's kind of hard to keep track of them when you're doing, you know, state nine head schools and, and more with Ottawa now. So it's hard to, it's still fun to watch. Every time I, you know, take something at, at a game, it's just it's awesome to see these athletes, these young athletes that are they're still good. So. I'm going to put you on the spot here because I didn't really tell you I was going to ask you this. Who are a couple maybe athletes or, or personalities that when you're looking back or thinking about memories and stuff, who are a couple that stand out as either amazing athletes or, you know, just people in general that you got a chance to talk to, get to know that, that kind of stick out as people you'll forever remember? Oh, boy. There's a lot. There's a lot. Are you going to tell me what the names are? There's a ton of them. Boy. Uh, probably the Broman Stinkle girls. Daniela Popovelis. How do you say your name for Putnam County? I can't remember. Sorry, Daniel. <laughs> oh, Daniel uh, Popovich? Yeah, yeah, she was really good. I think it's good. I'm trying to go girls first, then boys. So, sorry, guys. Ladies first. Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. <laughs> Anna Murray was really good. Like I said, I've been around since 2004 doing games, so I, you know, I can go way back if I have to. But uh, the recent ones, yeah, those, those stand out to me on the girls' side. The boys' side, Faye from Putnam County, Jackson at uh, Gilcrest. There's so many names. It's just hard to keep track of them all. 
<laughs> I hear you. Wow. I was, after I, I'll let you think while I'm talking for a second, because as yeah, I sure. asked you that, I was like trying to think of people that I would say that to if somebody asked me that question. The Broken yeah. Chinkles, obviously, I mean, they yeah. dominated pretty much sports in the area of volleyball, basketball, soccer for four years. While we're sticking with Mendota, I got to throw in Joe Lachance. There you go. Yep. Yeah, Daniela Pavlovich was, I had mentioned before, one of my favorite athletes, basketball players I've ever watched. She played with so much heart and desire, great three-point shooter. Coaches and people say like, hey, you know, they played, left everything out on the court. Mm -hmm. Daniela left four games on the court just being out there one time. Yeah, it was really, really good. Yeah, hard to get one. I'm trying to think too I was trying to like break it down by school like if I went yeah. who are the best like athletes that I've seen from each school I mean let's yeah. Peru you have Cam Olsen who was just there probably the best bikes I've ever seen in my life <laughs> yeah. yeah that was pretty good that's killed anyway LP Volleyball has been so dominant for so long you gotta throw in Taylor Gibson for sure even though quarantine stink and everything that's going on is pretty awful, it is cool to like sit back and just like remember stuff. We don't know when our last days are gonna be, so to like just remember, like, hey, we were here, we were there, we got to see all these cool things. That was one of my favorite things about journalism. Definitely, yeah, I'm staying here too. I mean, it, you know, like I, I jump around from sports to the news stuff, you know, throughout the day, and it's, it's something different every day. And that's what's interesting about my job is that it, you know, no two days are alike. It's great because, you know, I can show up and in the morning I can be in an airplane doing some aerials and then after that I'm at a sports game and doing something else. You know, usually that's how the normal world works, but, you know, not this time of year, but yeah. What are some things that you've been able to do that you wouldn't do in normal jobs? You obviously just said aerials, so you've been in a yeah. helicopter and planes and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, I love doing aerial photos. I actually just have a drone now. We have a uh, newspaper drone that we'll be having out pretty soon, so that'd be kind of cool. My favorite sport shoe is probably football. Basketball is probably a close second because there's so much action. Football, basketball, soccer, even the track stuff is great to watch, and especially the regionals and sectionals that those kids just push themselves so hard, and it's great to watch. Totally agree. I agree, my friend. Yeah. I know before, you know, before these crazy times, you guys, have, like, there wasn't any, like, assignments, like a, a meeting or something going on, something where you know there was going to be a photo. You guys would just kind of, like, take drives and, like, try to look for things and people outside. With the way we are and we're supposed to be quarantining inside, is that a thing anymore? Are you able to, to just drive by and catch stuff? I am, but I have to take it from a distance. I like with a telephoto zoom lens. I can't really, you know, go pretty close to anybody for the time being. Temporarily, but uh, it's a challenge because you know you have to take stuff like I said. I'm outside doing a lot of things, so I'm I'm pretty far back and trying to keep what I can. It's challenging because you're trying to find stuff that's in the community that's, uh, that's you know people are inside and usually normally it's just time of year. But yeah, with everything going on, it's hard. Content-wise, have you done anything besides things dealing with Corona? Actually, last week I realized that the first thing I did was. Uh, Construction on the Utica Bridge, so that'll be coming up pretty soon. You'll see that uh, probably next week sometime. But uh, that's the only non-related COVID-19 I've done in probably the last three weeks. <laughs> yeah. The Utica Bridge over 39? I'm sorry, no, over uh, 178. Gotcha. Very few and far between things. Every industry right now, we're all dealing with this together, but everybody is 
dealing with it in different ways. Some places are not even in business. Some people are doing like weekly rotations with employees, things like that, different shifts. What are you doing as a photographer? Has your schedule, things kind of stayed the same, got busier? What has been different than, you know, usual? For me right now, I'm actually uh, working from home. I have my laptop and my cameras and I take the photos and we have a portal, online portal and we have to upload everything to that at the end of the day. So everything gets in at the end of the day. I'm usually out photographing four to five hours during the day and then I'm, I'm back home. The hardest part is finding a restroom because some of these places aren't even open so it's kind of tough to find somewhere to go to the bathroom. <laughs> wow. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's hard. But uh, making it do, you know, working from home, I, I can't archive the images or, you know, so if anybody's looking for images that are looking stuff uh, it's gonna be a little bit by the time I get back to the office because like I said I work from home and try to anything so been talking about things that you've shot or events and people that's uh-huh. all part of the business as well but so is your camera you know a lot of people yeah. me I'm not a great photographer but throughout my career doing different assignments and you know having to have a camera and stuff like that you learn you pick it up at first you're like oh you just got this camera you point you shoot what are some things that you do technique wise that make your photos special i actually have been doing this for so long i've been taking everything in manual mode if your camera does have that setting i know a lot of people are using the iphone which is great the only problem with the iphone is the sensor size and uh getting a more professional point and shoot advanced point and shoot or a professional slr would definitely help with resolution with your photos if you're obviously blowing them up big, wanting a better quality image. The iPhone has the, the clarity, but the quality just isn't there yet with sensor size, and that's the biggest problem with that. But uh, I do recommend getting a, uh, especially if you have family uh, members and friends that are in sports and that, getting an advanced point to shoot or a SLR would definitely help with uh, better lighting and uh, better quality photos. Gotcha. And I know you've won some awards. Congratulations, you're the man. Yeah, thank you. What is your top photo that you've taken? There have been probably two or three that I know for sure. Remember we had our football tab put out every year. There was a photo that we shot. Remember Friday, Friday the 13th, we did a big tab special on that one, one time. As soon as I asked you this question, I was already thinking about this photo. But please describe <laughs> it to the listeners. Sure, absolutely. It was back when we have covered Ottawa. Now we do it again. But uh, anyway, it was an Ottawa Pirate that I actually had a uh, John boat, and we uh, took it out to the Illinois River there in Ottawa. And uh, we put, uh, I can't remember the kid's name now. I feel so bad. He was a good defensive player, but I don't remember his name. I can't either. I'm sorry. But uh, we put that in. I had three different lighting in here. I had one behind his back and one on the left and the right. And I probably had four or five people behind the scenes helping me. We used sparklers for smoke, and we used a uh, green gel for his face, and it just, when there was a sunset behind him, it was gorgeous. It was one of the best photos I've ever taken. Probably the best so far. Uh, that one, uh, first place for personality portrait from the uh, uh, Press Association and Associated Press. That has been my probably my top photo ever since I've been with the paper. Yeah, as soon as I asked you that question, that photo immediately mm-hmm. went to mind. Yeah, it was great. It took a lot of planning, and that was something special. As a photographer, what kind of setup do you like more? Do you like that photo, for instance, there was a lot of setup, there was a lot of planning, there was a lot of things put to it. And then there's the photos that are just kind of spur of the moment. Hey, I'm here, time and place, and bam, you get something awesome. What What is kind of the thing that you like to do more? 
Yes, I love time and place photos. I, I'm on the spot, uh, breaking news stuff, that type of thing. I'm not usually you know, a player like that that goes all out and plans something like that, but if it's uh, something big, I definitely will. I'm definitely a person who loves who's taking photos on the spot. Spot news is my favorite thing. You've always been a reaction guy, too. Like, definitely at the end of sports games, you're the first guy down there waiting for somebody to crack a smile, do a fist pump, something for a photo. Yeah. Shot a lot more photos with, with probably faces and tears. I have done, you know, the emotional ones with the athletes when they're, you know, getting emotional towards the end with uh, doesn't go their way. But the ones that stand out, are, it's so emotional to capture that with coaches and players, too. I mean, they both get uh, very uh, happy and emotional. It's great to see. You know, you were talking about how you kind of got sucked up into the journalism world by, uh, that's kind of funny, I said sucked up, and then I'm going to say a tornado in Utica. <laughs> Like, that's kind of how you got in the business. What has kind of, like, kept you in it? I mean, there hasn't been many weather things around here except, you know, the normal Illinois things. What has it kept you into photography and wanting to, to do this for a living? Like I said, I, I love doing it. Like, there's something different every day, and I just, you never know what can come my way. I mean, there's, there's so much that I'm covering now, and, you know, anything in this area is, you know, something happens, something breaks, I'm definitely be there. It's, it's, it's a great feeling, so. I love, I love sharing my photos with the area and the world. That's so great. So it's kind of the, the spontaneity of everything, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Because it's all crazy. That's why I love journalism, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You never know what's going to happen. Exactly. You don't know what you're going to be able to shoot. You don't know who you're going to talk to. You don't know what you're going to be able to write. You have no idea, and that's, that's the cool part about it. Definitely. Yeah, sure. You get to a desk job and it's like everything's the same. You're doing the same reports every day. You're doing all that stuff. Not journalism. No. Yeah, you're out doing everything and everything and anything, no matter what it is. Yeah. As we're in this quarantine stuff, what are some things that you're doing, you and your family, to stay inside and but still have fun at the same time? Yeah, we actually uh, we actually got my son a basketball hoop last week, and we've been playing every almost every night now outside and shooting some hoops, and he loves that and. We've been playing outside as much as we can when the weather's nice, like like it is today. Like I'm talking to you, but uh, yeah, it's it's a challenge because you know sometimes they get emotional, and my daughter, you know, sometimes she'll talk to me and she'll be <laughs> in a cranky mood and that. We have, we have our moods, but we have our days. But uh, being outside is nice that we can you know play in the backyard and have fun with with that. So. And you have a son and a daughter, correct? Yes, correct. What are their ages again? Yes, AJ is seven. And Allie is two. AJ's already seven. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Wow. <laughs> yeah, both, he's doing e-learning right now, so it's uh, it's nice to start teaching him first grade. And <laughs> feels like it's being a teacher, and it's great. So yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you yeah. and your family are doing well, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, good to hear you're doing well too. Yeah, I'm doing all right. Just uh, great talking to people, still doing journalism ish type stuff just not writing as much obviously hey one of my favorite moments with you was uh when we did the football tab with the mascot it was probably the hottest day of the year my friend and you were out there we were out there all different mascots all remembers that tab but that was probably one of my favorite moments with you and you were at the what, what costume were you in again i was the saint bead <laughs> bruin i was the bear that was the hottest thing you had to wear the hottest ones we were out of, I, I take, remember you guys were on a bus we were taking photos of you guys hanging off the bus window? Yeah, it was legitimately like 105 degrees that day. <laughs> that was 
Those were my favorite moments. I laughed so hard that day. That was great. It was like 105 degrees, like you said. We're in a hot, yeah. stuffy bus. We get out of yeah. the hot, stuffy bus, and we go and throw the football around on the field. Yeah, we're actually playing, playing like uh, three on three, and it was pretty fun. It was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one of my fondest memories, too. I actually, uh, I seen the photos not too long ago. Yeah, that was plastic. Plastic moment I'll never forget. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And it's funny you brought up the golf cart memories because uh, when I took off for Texas, my little exhibition down there, you were like, hey, we got to get a photo of this. We were at a golf tournament. <laughs> so you got behind me and I got in the golf cart and like did a peace sign. <laughs> yeah, you just peaced out. That's what it was. Yeah, it was like peace, like I was peacing out from the paper. We gave that to uh, my boss at the time, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was terrific. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome. Good times. Oh, definitely. For sure. Well, Scott, it is always fun catching up, seeing what you're doing, how life is treating you, staying in the photography realm, and getting the job done, man. It's always cool to see your photos. And like I said, I'm glad you and your family are doing well. Hey, yeah, same to you. Thanks again for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh, you're always welcome on Edge of Your Seat Podcast, my friend. Thank you.